Attention Northwest Arkansas businesses and talent seekers. Introducing Onboard NWA.com, your hyperlocal job board crafted for our unique community. Struggling to find the perfect match for your job openings? Onboard NWA simplifies the hiring process, connecting you with the region's top talent through tailored talent matching solutions. Whether you're an employer seeking expertise or a professional looking for your next opportunity, Onboard NWA is here for you. Discover more at onboardnwa.com and let's build the future of Northwest Arkansas together. Northwest Arkansas, Randy here, bringing you a quick word from our sponsor, Signature Bank of Arkansas. Since 2005, Signature Bank has been all about empowering our community with local ownership and top-notch banking services. Signature Bank's roots run deep with assets over a billion dollars, and they're right here in your backyard with branches in Bentonville, Rogers, Springdale, Fayetteville, and now including Harrison and Jonesboro. With a growing family of more than 200 teammates, they're ready to serve you with the warmth only a true community bank can offer. And they've got Banco C, the first bilingual bank in Arkansas, to ensure that banking is for everyone. So give Signature Bank a call at 479-684-3700 or visit Signature.Bank online. Mention you heard about them on the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast for that personal touch. Signature Bank of Arkansas. Big on assets, local at heart, and a proud member of the FDIC and an equal housing lender. It's time for another episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas, the podcast covering the intersection of business, culture, entrepreneurship, and life in general here in the Ozarks. Whether you are considering a move to this area or trying to learn more about the place you call home, we've got something special for you. Here's our host, Randy Wilburn. Hey folks, and welcome to another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and I'm excited to be with you today, as I always am. And I'm recording from the Furman Garner Performance Studio here at KUAF 91.3 FM, your local public radio station. I love giving these guys a shout out now that we are physically recording our podcast here and we've partnered up with them. If, you, if you've been under a rock at, for some period of time, And you didn't know it, KUAF has partnered with the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast to share our podcast episodes in, you know, bite-sized form on Ozarks at Large. So every Tuesday, you can get your weekly dose of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast in addition to everything that that you automatically get during Mondays. And so that certainly is something that you can take advantage of. And and I want to make sure that you have access to that. So 
You can visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can also visit the KUAF website for more information on our partnership. And as always, Ozarks at Large is available as a podcast, and that is that comes out every day. The Ozarks at Large program airs at noon and 7 p.m. Monday through Friday. So definitely give those guys a shout out and let them know that you heard about the podcast from from them. So that's it. So today I have two special guests with me, not one, but two. And I just want to give this little preamble before I introduce them. When I moved here to Fayetteville eight years ago, I wasn't really sure what to expect. I knew Fayetteville was a university town. I knew that, you know, the people were nice here. I've talked about it on previous episodes, the experiences that I had when I visited back in October of 2014 and spent a week here and the weather was perfect and I ran on the Greenway and my wife and I ate at Theo's and we went to Bordino's and James on the Mill and we visited the public library and we were like, man, this is a special place. I can't believe it's in Arkansas. And I wasn't throwing any shade to Arkansas. I was just like, yeah, I just I didn't imagine it. But here I am eight years later, fully immersed in all things Northwest Arkansas, especially Fayetteville, because as you guys know, I live here in Fayetteville. And so Experience Fayetteville has always been on my radar. They are an organization that highlights and focuses on, you know, promoting tourism. They focus on just making Fayetteville the best place that it can be, especially from the vantage point of making, creating awareness for other people in other parts of the country that want to come and visit and want to understand that why does U.S. News and World Report constantly rate Fayetteville as one of the best places to live? Well, I have to say that these guys do a really good job of trumpeting all of those reasons. And so today I am joined by Sarah King, who is the Vice President of Marketing and Communication at Experience Fayetteville, and her colleague, Chloe Bell, who is the Community Engagement Manager, and I might add, a mountain bike unicyclist. And we're going to hear more about that later. But the bottom line is, I'm so glad to have both of you guys on the podcast. How are you doing today? Great. Thanks so much for having us here. Absolutely. Absolutely. I hope that introduction wasn't over the top. (laughs) I am excited to have you both here. And certainly excited to learn more about all of the things that Experience Fayetteville is doing to highlight this area. And and when I say it's not just about Fayetteville, it is about the Northwest Arkansas region, right? I mean, a lot of times we still, as far as I'm concerned, are like the best kept secret. Absolutely. And we have a, a beautiful region here. We're always delighted to partner with our neighbors in other cities and the small towns and the rural parts of the region. But we know that Fayetteville also is a a shining jewel right in the middle of it all. It is. It is. I mean, a university town, you can't beat that. The topography, everything makes Fayetteville just an inviting place. It really does. So, well, listen, I would love to just kind of have you guys just share quickly a little bit about yourselves. And then specifically, I'd love for you to talk about your role at Experience Fayetteville. So, Sarah, why don't you go first? Sure. I grew up here, uh, graduated (laughs) from Springdale High School, married a Fayetteville girl. So we have one of those red dog, purple dog households. <laughs> we made it work all these years. And I lived out of the state in, in Wisconsin for a while, came back here. I worked for many years for a real estate company doing some developing, developing healthy housing here in Northwest Arkansas yeah. and only recently moved into this role. So I love it. And what I carry with me from that background in, in thinking about development in a real estate sense is the idea that, you know, if you want a place to be a good place to visit, 
make it a good place to be. Yeah. And so that's yeah. something, definitely a through line that, that runs through my experience. So I've only been in this role for four months now. Wow. But I am just, I'm delighted and on a daily basis, almost overwhelmed with the great resources we have in Fayetteville, the great people that we have in Fayetteville, putting on tremendous events, tremendous experiences, you know, beautiful restaurants and places to visit. You know, it's every day it's discovering something new and thinking about how we can partner to get the word out to make it better so that it can receive not just the folks who live here, but also folks who are visiting. Right. Well, I love that. Thank you for sharing that. Chloe, why don't you just give us your quick superhero origin story and (laughs) and tell us what you're specifically doing as the community engagement manager at Experience Fayetteville? Yeah. Well, I grew up in Louisiana and all the while vacationed in Northwest Arkansas and on the Buffalo River and in Eureka Springs and all the hiking trails in between. And so it just made sense for our family to move up to Arkansas in around 2007 and then graduated from Mountain Home and came here about 2015 and haven't left since. Yeah, I just kind of when I first got here, I was really involved with Fayette Chill. Um, So that was kind of my whole life in that scene for a while. And that led me to volunteering with Experience Fayetteville for the Green Candy Art Action Project. Yeah. And then I came on working on our events just as in a part time role. And yeah, I've been here ever since. It'll be five years in May. So Wow. That's um, I I love that. Yeah, I love I mean, I love the brand Fayette Chill. I think it was one of the first things I a good friend of mine was a professor at the, well, is a professor at the U of A and Mo was one of his students. And I remember when he told me the story about when Mo came to him with the idea for Fayette Chill. And at first he was a little leery about, "Ah, I don't really know if t-shirts are going to work. And then when he showed him how, you know, how many t-shirts he was selling and all that. And for a long period of time, like one of the primary hashtags I ever used was Fayette Chill. I used it all the time. I still use it from time to time, but it's just funny how how that kind of took on a life of its own. And in reality, it captured the essence of Fayetteville. Right. And I think that's important. Right. And that's that's a big part of branding is like, how do you set yourself apart? And it's like Fayetteville is a place to come and chill. Right. I mean, I you know, I didn't make that up, but I mean, I'm just saying that's that's just the whole idea behind that. So. I think that's part of the brand. You know, experience Fayetteville is, you know, Fayetteville doesn't have a huge crystal bridges. But what we have are things to discover around every corner. And just like you described your experience with your wife, you know, you really made it your own the first time you were here and you and it unfolded around every corner for you. And you had your your own experience here of this beautiful town, not because of one giant thing, but because of this, the character that unfolded around every corner for you. Sure. So tell me a little bit about the focus of Experience Fayetteville. Why don't you kind of walk us through that? Because. Here's the thing, and I want to kind of connect the dots for our listeners. There are people that are listening to this that are thinking about moving here, relocating to this area. Whether you relocate to Fayetteville or Bentonville, it's fine. Northwest Arkansas, we want you to come here. But there are businesses that are trying to recruit people to come here. And in putting that best foot forward, they need the help of organizations like Experience Fayetteville, like Visit Bentonville and others. And so I would love for you, from that context and that lens, Just tell us a little bit about how Experience Fayetteville sets themselves apart and what they do on a daily basis, both for visitors as well as for, you know, people that are already here that want to take advantage of this area. Okay, absolutely. So in a nutshell, Experience Fayetteville is an economic development organization focused on the tourism sector. So that's us in a nutshell. 
we are officially the Fayetteville Advertising and Promotion Commission. So those are established under state statute. And our mission is to promote the city of Fayetteville to to tourists. So we have a, a lot of different programs because no tourist, <laughs> I mean, is the same. So we have a lot of different programs. Most recently, and here's one where it's really obvious how this crosses. You say, well, you're talking to tourists, but, you know, we also are providing a lot of value to locals as well. Sure. This year, we launched Fayetteville Restaurant Week. Oh, um, yeah. 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 You heard about I, it? Of course. And but, you know, the, I will sadly say that I had to experience it vicariously through my friend, the Hangry Peddler. Oh, he, yeah. He, he posted about it every day that he went out to a different place in Fayetteville to eat. And there were a lot of really good options. I for some reason that week I was just kind of flat out and I just didn't have the time to get out. But yes, that is a great example of of ways that people can really kind of get out and get to know Fayetteville in a different way. Sure. It was a pilot for us this year. It was a program that was really lean for us, but I think it demonstrates the kind of value that Experience Fayetteville brings because of those 57 restaurants that took place. We surveyed them and everyone said this program brought us new customers. Like what a great value that is. And someone new coming through your door, you know, is going to come back again. We got a lot of great feedback from our restaurants. One of the restaurants said it was like having another Friday in the week, (laughs) which is just tremendous um, in terms of your bottom line and knowing that February is typically not a great, you know, a great month for restaurants at the register. So we feel like we brought a a lot of value there. And I think it's exactly the role that, that Experience Fayetteville can play because you know, it was a few hundred dollars per restaurant in what we spend in advertising in the billboards that you saw, yeah. lots of appearances, ads that ran on social media, ads that were in newspapers, ads, lots of radio. So when you encountered those ads and that guided you to experience Fayetteville, no single one of those restaurants could have had nearly the amount of impact if they each would have spent, you know, a couple hundred bucks. But together in promoting our restaurants, I think we made a really big impact for each of them. Yeah. I mean, that's the kind of splash, splash of media and, and uh, marketing that really makes a difference, right? Mm-hmm. And it's not, it's not a heavy, heavy lift, but it does make a difference. So. Yes. And so we have things that people traditionally associate with the visitor center. We operate Experience Fayetteville Welcome Center on the square. So yeah. our visitor center, you can come there and gather any number, hundreds probably, of brochures about things that you can see in the community. And even better, you can meet our staff there who can give you just personalized recommendations for things that you can see in town. So the things that you traditionally think about visitor centers, those are certainly services that we offer. Programs like Fayetteville Restaurant Week, like the Fayetteville Ale Trail, which is celebrating its mm. 10th year this year, Wow! which is a resource we, we print. And I brought your own passport so you can take that challenge. It's a passport that has now 20 breweries. And when you talk about regional regional cooperation, there are breweries not just in Fayetteville, but throughout the region. And we provide a prize. You can go get a stamp at any one of these breweries. We have a Fayetteville 7 challenge now. So if you go and visit <laughs> the seven Fayetteville breweries, you get a cool, it's a cool Fayetteville L Trail koozie with a strap. It's very, it's fancy as koozies go. Yeah. Pretty awesome. And then if you get all 20, we're unveiling later this year, a cool Stein that Ooh. you get as someone who's completed the Ale Trail. So those are a couple a couple programs that we have so many things that we do. 
And then uh, Chloe's work is, is tremendously important, too, because we create experiences through festivals. One of the longest running is every December, every November through January, Lights, Lights of the Ozarks. Right. Right. And the Lights of the Ozarks Parade. And that's something that, that Chloe spends a lot of time. I think people would be astounded by the amount of effort that goes on behind the scenes with every single detail that goes into those half a million twinkling lights. And then all the plans for, you know, that, I don't know if, you know, Lights of the Ozarks was my, my first week working here was, okay, Sarah, you know, <laughs> it's, it's your first you week. Go. And we're going to have this major event, lots of media, tons of people. And Getting to observe that is is mind blowing, and knowing the kind of the kinds of plans that Chloe makes behind the scenes to make sure that not only is it welcoming, is it you know well organized, but all those little safety things. You know they've thought of everything. What if a kid gets separated from oh, a family? Yeah. Chloe has thought of it, and there's a plan in place to make sure that all those things go without a hitch. And how many people come to that event? Ooh, it definitely varies since you know throughout. The pandemic, there's been a lot of ups and downs, but parade night, I've seen a peak of around 5,000. Wow, that's a lot of people. Especially for a night parade, that kind of increases the, the need for those safety precautions. But yeah, then any given night of Lights of the Ozarks, it's, it's pretty hard to track that because it's packed. Like yeah. all the peak nights, you can barely kind of move on the sidewalks now because it's become so, so popular nationally. And we're actually, it's going to be our 30th anniversary this year. In 2023. Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. Okay. All right. That's a great cool. year. We're planning on year. how we can mark that special occasion. Because do you already have the plans in the works? I'm I'm assuming. Ooh, they're in the <laughs> works, but lots of lots of stakeholders with lights of the Ozarks. It's a really important legacy for our city. So any change, any evolution, I think it's really important to get everybody on. Board. Yeah, get everyone on board. And yeah, the the history of it's just so interesting. It started very differently along like the 71B corridor and mm-hmm. each business would like light up followed by a fire truck. Now, logistically, that sounds very difficult. And so I'm not doing that, but it started as a really grassroots effort to bring in more tourism revenue during sure. some slow months. And so it's it's nice to look back on that 30 years that, you know, I wasn't totally alive for, but it's <laughs> nice to look back on those 30 years and, and kind of feel like we're still honoring that legacy and doing a good job of it. Right. But you're the next generation to take it to a whole nother level though, right? So even though you just put yourself out there by saying you're not that old, but you are, it's going to be, the legacy is going to be left to you to take it to a whole different place. I'm definitely trying to. (laughs) I mean, the biggest thing to account for is Fable's growth and and the added attention to, to the lights. So I'm very excited long term I would love to see it spread to the cultural arts corridor, but that's just my my vision right now. Sure. My soul vision. <laughs> I speak for no one else. Okay, Cl- that's Chloe's fine. got Santa Claus on speed dial. Oh, so you know, so she the sky's the limit with her. I got you. I got you. Well I want to say this and I want to tell anyone listening to this that you need to visit the Experience Fayetteville. I won't call it a store, but it's an out- outpost if you will, with all kinds of, I mean, it's just cool to walk in there. So imagine like, you know how like you walk into the general store at, what is that place called? I'm I'm drawing a blank right now. It's, they're all Cracker Barrel. And you walk into the country store in Cracker Barrel and you've, you know, they've got all the different, that's kind of how the feeling that I get when I walk into the experience Fayetteville, you know, not that it's old or anything, but it's just, you know, it's not even about being nostalgic, but you just kind of walk in there and it's, it just has a warm feeling to it. You know, they've got all kinds of information that you can get, just like what Sarah is describing with this Fayetteville Ale Trail. This is probably one of the most 
put together passport books that I've ever seen. I mean, this is done at a really high level. And I just I want to encourage everyone that if you like craft brewing, craft beers, you definitely need to check this out. And some of my favorite spots are on here, including Black Apple, which has been on this episode. So there are a lot of options to choose from with things like that. But I want to encourage you. And also the the trails and bikeways guide. It was one of the first things that I picked up when I moved here was a guide to get me around so that I had a, a better understanding of where these trails went, where they ended up. And so this kind of information is available at the Experience Fayetteville location. And if you go around, they have around the city of Fayetteville, there are other areas where you'll find a lot of Experience Fayetteville's materials as well. So you just need to be be aware of that. Absolutely. Make it your first stop. And I've taken visitors to our visitor center. And I, I love your comparison to like, it feels like a retail experience. A lot of thought is put into the experience of, of our visitor center. So it's not only a place to pick up some brochures, get yeah. some personalized recommendations, but you can find gifts, lots of gifts that are made here in Fayetteville, yeah. not postcards, stickers, t-shirts, but but works of art, we have a revolving display of a, a featured local artist there. So there's a lot to see. And it's it's just got to be your first stop. If you're coming to Fayetteville, make that visitor center your first stop. And for for visitors, but also I've taken new residents there. I was volunteering with Canopy in WA. Yeah. And there was a, a new family that had just moved here. And I took them to experience Fayetteville, got a map. You know, a paper map, there's not a lot of substitute for it. having that in your it's hands. It's old school, but it's it works. It's old school. It's still Call effective. Call me old school. It is effective. Uh, we definitely have the digital tools that you need through our website, but we also have things like, you know, a paper map that, you know, you can take out your ballpoint pen and circle where you're going to go. <laughs> so however you want to experience Fayetteville, we're there to support you at the Visitor Center. We have Eden and Anna, our Visitor Center staff, who are just just amazing at what they do and so hospitable. And have those personalized recommendations. And, and, you know, anybody who walks in the door and says, I need the best vegan food in Fayetteville. Where can I find? Where's a leather goods store? I mean, all these questions I hear folks who, who pop in. So they're, we are ready to greet you at the visitor center. Yeah, no, that, I think, I mean, that's perfect. And that is, I think people need to have that understanding of, of what this visitor center is all about. I don't think a lot of people typically, you only go to a visitor center when you're about to visit someplace, right? Mm-hmm. But I would encourage people that actually live here in Fayetteville to take advantage of Experience Fayetteville because there's a lot of information that you don't know about this area that you can learn by visiting their facility and and gaining some insight on all the materials that they have available at their disposal. And you can visit the website as well. Remind us of the website address. It's experiencefayetteville.com. Right. Easy to find. And we'll put everything that we're mentioning in the show notes so that everybody listening to this I don't want you to wreck your car trying to write this down. Just don't worry. I got you. Just go to the show notes for this particular episode and uh, you'll find all the information that we're talking about in the links and mention for this episode. So, so listen, why don't we, what have, I know that there's a lot that's been happening lately. And as we're recording this, it's early spring of 2023. And I don't know when somebody's listening to this, but Experience Fayetteville has been in the news recently because of some awards that you won. I would love for you, and this is a chance for you to kind of thump your chest and say, yeah, you know, we've done some things, but you guys won two tourism awards just in the, in the last month. Yes, and we're tremendously proud. And again, as the new kid on the team, 
I can, I don't even, yeah, I can really trumpet this because it, it's all to the credit of the team there. So Experience Fayetteville won. These awards are presented by the Arkansas Department of Tourism every year at the Arkansas Governor's Conference on Tourism. Mm-hmm. So at that conference, they're called the Henrys, named after Henri de Tonti, <laughs> early explorer in Arkansas. And so the Henrys are like the Oscars of Arkansas tourism, right? And so our team was really, I should have carried one down here. Our, oh, I would have loved to have seen that. <laughs> I'll get a picture of it okay, and share great. it with folks. Our team was honored with not one, but two. We were recognized as a tourism organization of the year. And I think the so much happened last year, including hosting the World Cyclocross Championships in Fayetteville, which was a huge undertaking, hosted by Experience Fayetteville, people all around the world. And we were thrilled to see that, you know, our hotels, our restaurants, sales tax collection, all through the roof that January compared with previous Januaries because of that event. So the numbers were off the charts. I mean, like, like really, it's a big deal, right? When you think of that. And, and I know like for hotels like The Graduate and all of the other periphery hotels that are out off of the bypass and uptown Fayetteville mm-hmm. and also down off of MLK and just everywhere on Weddington, everywhere in between, they all, you know, they all felt the spillover effect of all those people coming to this area. I even saw people that were in my neighborhood, not that they were in Airbnbs, but I know somebody had rented out a house for a bunch of people that came for this event because I saw all their bikes lined up at the house and, you know, they were out there working on them in between some of the races. So It was a tremendous event. And though it looked absolutely and was absolutely seamless and flawless, behind the scenes, there was a ton of blood, sweat and tears. And, yeah. and so I think that makes this award especially sweet for the team. I should also mention the second Henry Award. And I'm, I'm saying there were, there were what, five, six awards total. So for Fayetteville to take home two, two. was yeah, huge, it was a big deal. huge. Uh, we, we felt like the, the stars uh, among the, the, um, the uh, Arkansas tourism community. And as an aside, you know that tourism is Arkansas's second biggest economy, right? Agriculture yep. and then tourism. Yeah. So it's, it's no small deal. Um, so the the other Henry Award um, was recognized. It was the the Natural State Development Award, and it recognized a new attraction, and that's Art Court on, on Dixon, Dixon Street. Street. Yes, if you've seen that funky looking basketball court, and I and I'm saying funky in an endearing way, it's just you you almost want to stop your car as you're driving because you're like, what is this? And I've I've seen I played basketball growing up. I've seen the court. I haven't had a chance to actually play on it. I've seen a lot of people out there playing day and night, and it it really is is inviting and it really is a work of art and I've seen them in other parts of the country but I I thought that was the best use of that space that you could ever come up with I yes. think it's it was a game changer and tremendous thanks to the to the generosity of the Tyson family Foundation yeah, shout out to those guys oh yes. it's and you know every inch of that um, is is thought out um, it's an experience in the day, and then in the evening, it's a totally different experience. There's also a digital experience. Next time you're there, um, look for the QR code. Um, there's an experience called Hoverlay, where you can have a, a virtual reality experience in the space. Uh, but it is, and the intention was for that just to be an open, welcoming space. Very often, people will call and say, "I'd like to have to schedule my event in Art Court," and we say. 
great. It's but we don't we don't accept any bookings for our court. Sure, sure. Um, and the the reason why is that it is it is intended to be activated by the community, right? And so as a result of that open space, we see um, in, instead of thinking it as a space to be closed up, off, it's a space that's opened up. So we'd see roller skaters there and one wheelers. We see toddlers toddling around and shooting hoops, as well as these like world-class athletes from the University of Arkansas shooting hoops. So it is, it's open to everyone in this beautiful space that the theme is the intersection of art and play and it really is a place where the community can come together make it your own experience it in this beautifully curating curated setting um and you're there you're bringing the play and and the arts there so just come out and experience it i mean yeah i i like i i'm gonna make my way over there and it's it's a shame i need to go over there more often because my office is is also on block Mm -hmm. and it's literally around the corner and i need to probably go there and just let off some steam during the day um i am gonna i'm gonna have to take advantage of that i will put a picture of the art court in the show notes so that you can see it uh because i i think that um especially for those of you that are listening that aren't from here uh it definitely will give you a great visual image of what it's like and dixon Street is a main uh, thoroughfare for us here in the downtown Fayetteville area. Um, and, and it's just there's a lot that's happening. And Dixon basically runs right into the university. So we have a, you get we get a lot of students that are there. there. Uh, and then most of the people that I know that live in and around the area or live in any other part of northwest Arkansas, a lot of people kind of converge on Dixon Street to come hang out in the evenings. There's all kinds of activities happening. So, mm-hmm. yeah, this a center for our and culture and then you round the bend on and to block for uh, great boutiques restaurants all along the way live music um there's there's really something for for everyone on um, in downtown Fayetteville yeah so I, I'm a, I would imagine that um, a lot of people reach out to you guys if they're trying to bring something to Fayetteville right um, it mm-hmm. is it obviously ignoring you guys or not reaching out to you guys. They could they would do so at their own peril because they would miss out on so much that they could take advantage of. How does that normally take part place when that happens, when people reach out to you? What do you what are you able to offer them? Oh, that's a great question. We have a devoted sales team, um, Tina Archercope and Julie Pennington, who um they're there to reach out to folks who are scheduling like a meeting. Okay. Um, if, if you're bringing a, a sporting group here for a tournament or for a gathering of folks, maybe you're bringing your uh, mountain biking unicyclist here. Sure. Uh, <laughs> you know, we're going to make that happen one way or the other. <laughs> <laughs> Any group, if it's, if it's, if it's a, a, a group, those, those folks can help you. Um, we have some incentives that we encourage um, folks to take to, um, we can offer folks who are considering um, um, other cities, you know, if you were looking at Athens, Georgia or Fayetteville, Arkansas, we certainly um, want to put our, our best foot forward and put together a proposal so that you can consider um, Fayetteville for that sure. event. Um, as well, you know, there, there are folks who are, are local event um, planners and producers who are going to put on a festival, going to put on a new concert. And those folks come to us as well. And um, we offer support in a lot of different ways. In some, in some instances, we're able to offer some cash sponsorship. Sure. Um, in other cases, we're able to amplify um, that event. Um, one of the things that we offer 
um, that's you know tremendous. We we have an Instagram account with over sixty thousand followers. Wow! So that um, Fayetteville AR yeah um, is is our Instagram account. So amplifying those local events through Instagram, through our own mailing list, which are are growing, um, and also through our events calendar. Um, this is. Um, very much a, a work in progress, but our, our hope is to become the definitive events calendar in um, in Fayetteville. So yeah. if you want to know what's happening in Fayetteville today, um, we'll be the place to go, whether that's arts events, um, sports events, kids events, kids it events. doesn't matter. That's one of the biggest pain points that I hear from people here in Northwest Arkansas as a whole is simply there isn't like one central repository to go to for events. We, we meaning I am Northwest Arkansas, we've tried it some. It's overwhelming mm-hmm. because there's so much happening. It's like, how do you pick and choose? So what I went to, I went the other direction where I was like, here are like three new things. That's or, great. you know, um, I, I, I did a series and I actually probably need to bring that series back, but five new things in Northwest Arkansas. Mm-hmm. And that would give me a chance to kind of pick one new thing in each of the major cities and then talk about them and go a little deeper as opposed to kind of just just a listing of, oh, there's such and such event at such and such a date. That's great. But I, I wanted to go a little deeper and say why you should even care about it and, yeah. and know about it. But there's also there are also a group of folks and, and, and most folks that would like to just know what are my options? Yes. What are the things that I can do? Like even a week like this, we're recording this the week of spring break here. So all of the public schools are out on spring break. The university's on spring break. And this is like a perfect situation where you can get in touch with Experience Fayetteville and find out, hey, what's going on uh, in town this week that I can take advantage of? Absolutely. So events, but also attractions. If if you want to know boutique shops, if you want to know where the best vegan food is, where the best... I'll tell you, send out a, a, a newsletter and you'll you'll like this you, into the nerdy back end of things uh, with a, a lot of different things happening in spring break through the month. And, you know, the click the the link that people click the most. They wanted to know our favorite pies. Oh, really? Yeah. They wanted our guide to the pies of Fayetteville. <laughs> Interesting. Okay. So we can tell you the best pie in Fayetteville. We have so many uh, resources, whatever you're interested in. Oh, okay. Oh, and back to your five things. Okay. I've got something that I'm just going to, I am I would, going to guess that is not on your, on your radar. And that's the Ozark Ball Museum. Oh. Have you heard of it? I have not. This the Ozark is, Ball Museum. The Ozark Ball Museum um, is is a, a new attraction, and it's really special. It's I would describe it, or you know, characterize it as a, a folk art attraction in Fayetteville. Um, there are a couple of musicians in Fayetteville, Kelly and Donna Mulholland. Uh, they perform as Still on the Hill, and they have had a long um, recording and performing uh, career. And they've recorded a lot of folk music about the Ozarks, mm-hmm. um, and they're also accomplished birders and naturalists. But they uh, they are, are nearing their retirement and so aren't really heading out on tour anymore. And they have opened their home as the Ozark Ball Museum. They have a collection of balls and, and round things that numbers in the thousands. And really, this is not something where you're going to take, in fact, a, a whole school class, probably small sure. groups, eight right. people, right. but it would be awesome for you. Okay. Um, you, you go in and Kelly and Donna are there and they have, um, they have bowling balls 
they have a giant globe that's a, a wishing ball that you can write your wish and put in it that was made out of a propane tank. It's giant. It's maybe six six feet around. Sure. Uh, they have balls that are made out of feathers. They have disco balls. They have bouncing balls. They have large balls and small balls and fuzzy balls and soft balls. And they have um, – they had one ball that came into their collection from a flea market. And people just started giving them balls. So there's this giant collection. And keep in mind, as they're telling you this, they're saying picking up an instrument. There's there's a whole storyline that goes around with, yeah. with, with everything. And then music, breaks from music. Sometimes they serve you tea. It's just a whole experience. But they had somebody brought them this really curious ball that they were watching the news one night and it was about – unexploded landmines <laughs> and they said oopsie <laughs> and That's I guess what that ball is. and here's another thing you know I guess this is a great selling point for Northwest Arkansas that is not super common to have to call out the bomb squad and so they did have the bomb squad come to their house yes. and help remove that from their collection so now they just have a photo of it Wow. Anyway. So it was an unexploded landmine. Well, it was an unexploded bomb or bomblet. It was something that didn't need something... to be in a home. And and it was determined later that it, it wasn't um it, it that no one was in, in immediate danger, but it was a good thing that it's not a private yeah, exactly, home anymore. Exactly. Okay, I've gotten this way off no, the no, track. No, 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 that's but fine. But that's just to say that if if you want to see a, a collection of balls of all description. And it's not just it's not just the exhibits that they have. It's it's meeting these two musicians who will also perform for you, who also are collectors of of Ozark instruments. They have instruments from around the world there that they can play from a zitar to um, a handmade fiddle yeah. to um, a South American small guitar that's made out of a a um, armadillo shell. So it's a whole experience. But I mean, I, I think I can only tell you so much about yeah. it. You're going to have to experience it for yourself. I will definitely have to get their contact information because <laughs> now you, you, you've taken me down a rabbit hole that I must I must attend to you at some must. point in time. And, and, and here's the thing. And I'm glad you bring that up because this is it's not uncommon to find um, places like this here in Northwest Arkansas. And the reason why I say that is because I've actually had the folks from the Museum of Native American History on that location. And I talked to a lot of people up here that have never been there. And I'm like, you don't know what you're missing. First of all, it's one person's collection. It's an amazing collection. And it's like, it, it's, it is so worth the trip. I mean, my son's school, I think, went there a couple of times um, for field trips, but they have a, they have a collection like you would not believe. And I, that when people ask me what's something unique that I can do in Northwest, I say you got to go visit Museum of Native American History. It's right up in Bentonville. It's not far off the square. There's so much to do. But just like that, that now you're talking about this ball museum. Um, I can think of the Clinton House. I mean, there's just a lot. I mean, the the, the graveyard that's just up the street from us here, mm -hmm. uh, where there are some really noted individuals um, that that are buried. I think it, it's I think it's interesting to know what's around here, and sometimes we're just not aware of our surroundings, right? Isn't that that's something that they tell you when you're walking down a dark street? It's like be aware of your surroundings. <laughs> but when you come to Northwest Arkansas, or if you live in Northwest Arkansas, you should be aware of your surroundings. You should know what are some of the best kept secrets of your area. And, and honestly, that has that is the one thing that has fueled me here 
uh, with the podcast, I Am Northwest Arkansas, 200 plus episodes and counting. And we're going strong because I keep learning new things. Mm -hmm. There's something around every corner. It's true. And early in my career, I worked at the Botanical Garden of the Ozarks. Oh, and that's a new, the beautiful place. And so it is. It's such a beautiful place. And I can't tell you how satisfying it is now to see trees. I remember when that was planted <laughs> and now it's providing shade for so many people. What a satisfying thing that is. But I remember we would be frustrated because we would talk to people in the community and it had been open for you know five years at that point and they hadn't been. Yeah. And we think, oh, we've got this museum, right? You know, we've got this botanical garden. It's the same as, as the Museum of Native American Heritage. Oh, my gosh. That's an incredible museum. But if you're, you're living here, you think, I'll go there someday. Someday, yeah. So I would encourage and I love it. I love it when we talk to people who are tourists in their own town. Yeah. And we all should be tourists in our own town because th there are things to discover here. I there keep are, a local like bucket list, like a, a Northwest Arkansas bucket list. Ooh, yeah. Tell us what's on your list, Bowie. <gasps> so many things. Um, I want to go see like the Montanay ruins sure. at some point. Maybe scuba around there. I'd mm -hmm. have to. I might that would be. Have it with when me. I found out that there were, and and what uh, Chloe is referring to for you that that are listening is that in Beaver Lake there are submerged ruins of a city. That are right there that so Beaver Lake is a man-made lake. And so there were there were some city buildings that were submerged when they were making the lake. And so it's still there. And mm -hmm. um, it's quite interesting that there, you know, you can actually I don't I guess you can scuba around it. Um, mm -hmm. You can. So I've swam around the Beaver Lake Dam. I've done the swim Oz one mile oh, swim. Wow. I've done it two years in a row and I think I'll do it this year coming up. But Shout out to Bonnie Adams and the folks from Swim Oz. They've been on the podcast and you can, we'll uh, link to that episode. But I mean, yeah, Beaver Lake is, that offers a lot as well, right? You know, and that, that is one example of something that you can do. That would certainly be a bucket list item if there ever was one. So, and I do want to add, and I'm glad you brought up the Botanical Gardens. I have been meaning to get, connect with them to get them on the podcast. And the funny thing is I literally ride by there almost every day. And I, I know that there have been events there that friends have gone to and said had such an amazing time. And then people are just like, yeah, we go over there from time to time just because it's so serene and just it's just very cathartic. Mm -hmm. And I haven't even taken advantage of it. And it's literally like five minutes from my house. Yeah, they just had the Orchid show there, okay, uh, which was just incredible. And I think people especially love that because it's in the middle of winter when things are still kind of blah and you can see the most phenomenal tropical colors and fragrances. Sure. I mean, it's when you're really hungry for that kind of thing. <laughs> but uh, the Botanical Garden is absolutely a jewel. And it's it's a string of small gardens of different themes. There's a Japanese garden. There's kind of vegetable garden there that has chicken coop with the stained glass window. Right. There's a children's garden there. All with each garden has a cool, unique water feature. And there's a, a butterfly house. It's a screen house. And there are, are volunteers there. So you can see the caterpillars. You can see the butterflies emerging. The and whole metamorphosis. all yeah. around you. And there's just, uh, you know, speaking of events, they do some tremendous events there with live music. Everything ranging from very elegant galas that are ticketed yep. to free events throughout the summer. They do some Tuesday nights there that are just phenomenal, great music. Bring out your like a picnic blanket and, you know, sit, watch the sunset and listen to some some terrific music. And it's so um, it's it's such a cool venue for music there because 
you can sit down or if you have a, a child or an, uh, someone who'd prefer to wander, you can experience that uh, music that way by wandering or you can just sit and relax on your blanket. It's, it's a really cool place. So I hope you do that. Yes. I can give you your fi- five things. Yes. Your I, next I, five I, things. I, I think you could, you know, and, and maybe I should start doing that and going to the different, you know, visitors bureaus and organizations like Experience Fayetteville throughout Northwest Arkansas, just to kind of have you feed me that because then it's easy. I can set it up and do it. And I probably have already talked to several of these organizations. Mm-hmm. And so I'm, I'm making my way around and, and, you know, it, it's just nice because I get to meet so many amazing people that are doing really interesting things here in Northwest Arkansas. So, but before we close, I would love for you to kind of just share a little bit about how you guys handle like events that are happening. And I know that there, like, there's a summer series of events that are going to be taking place here in Fayetteville. And how do you kind of handle that? So is, if I'm an organizer and I've got an event that I want to do in Fayetteville, and, I'm, and this is going to be the focus of it, it feels like I could come to you for help as I'm organizing that and putting things together. And I know you field several events, like Lights of the Ozarks and others. So I would love for you just to kind of talk a little bit about that. And I know there is, at the time of recording this, there'll be an upcoming summer series of events. And so please share. Yeah, it's kind of fun. I get to wear a couple different events hats. We were talking earlier about events that come to us and need help. And if it's not in the sales range or kind of the marketing range, it comes to me to help with permitting Mm -hmm. diagrams, connecting people to all of the different merchants or you know, nearby stakeholders that they would need to be connected to to have a successful event. So all sorts of like in-kind resources just to make it a bit easier. Sure. Some of that, like I remember the U.S. Capitol Tree Tour in 2021, <laughs> a very interesting like special project, 100 foot long so tree that we worked with the university to host. So that's just one example of all the different things that that come about. But primarily my annual responsibilities are our first Thursday in Lights of the Ozarks. And okay. first Thursday runs from May through October. It was established to be our recurring arts and culture festival in Fayetteville, originally when like the art galleries were on and off the square. And it's evolved a little bit throughout the years. But right now, it's like three different performances each night. We have a group bike ride. We have a robust art market of vendors where the requirement is that they personally make their goods. Mm-hmm. So we've really been striving for Thursday to be a very accurate representation of our diverse artistic and creative culture here. That's very so. cool. And that that takes place all throughout the downtown area? It's centered on the square. We theme every event differently. And that's intentional to involve as many community partners as possible and just meet as many interests as possible. So sometimes there might be one offs that are a little a little bit off of the square, but primarily it's it's based. So based it's so the it's similar to how the farmer's market is set up. Kinda, yeah. yeah. And I mean, we do see a lot of uh, crossover with people that come to those events regularly. And it's I think mostly people just enjoying being around their community and just kind of being immersed in that placemaking, I would say. Yeah. So less about the nitty gritty details of the event and more just wanting to once a month kind of come together and and celebrate. So Mm. it's a really fun platform to work with. That's cool. So the Lights of the Ozarks and then First Thursdays, is there any other events that you can think of that require or that have significant involvement with Experience Fayetteville? 
Ooh, well, it really depends year to year. Like I, I was very involved with the Cyclocross World Championships, and that was a large, a large part of my work for two and a half years there. And there's all sorts of different special projects. We just moved on the sculpture from Walker Stonehouse Lawn, Deer Half Deer. We moved that to Mount Sequoia. So that was when we're not working on first Thursday in Lights of the Ozarks, there's many event and non-event related things that that are that, happening that take up my time. But yeah. first Thursday really is our our big our big investment in that, and it's grown so much over the past couple of years. I've been really proud of how we've been able to expand the creative opportunities within First Thursday and just you know make it as impactful to our creative economy as possible. Yeah, Man, love I'd love for you to talk about. A few, just the details, maybe the two things you're most excited about in the upcoming season. I know when I, I looked at the 2022 events, there was a, a dog pageant. <laughs> <laughs> so, yes, the dog pageant by popular demand will have to be an annual thing. I'm not able Listen, to take the dogs love their away. Pets and they love their dogs. And um, it's it's very Fayetteville. I yeah, mean, we're we're is. a very dog you friendly can bring your community. Dog, dog into a lot who, of Who won last year? What was the canine who won? I know little Oreo won in 2019. <laughs> little, little Oreo. Little Oreo. I am. <laughs> that's when we had like one overall winner. We had a few different categories last year, and I'm 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 sorry. I'm I'm blanket. There was a whole court of honor. Yeah, the, we the had like a, a small prize, a medium <laughs> prize, judges best of people, people's choice. So we're definitely we're bringing that back this year on July 6th. Will be our our big dog days event and pageant. So um, take the dog to the, the dog salon, start practicing their, their glamour Get shots your outfit right now. Going, yeah, all the yeah. all the things. But definitely excited to bring that back. The community response to that has been really, really fun and astounding and so participatory. You know, with events, there's a lot of there's a lot of like standard events that you see in communities. And so I really try to design a program that is authentic to us and differentiates us from other events or, or other things that you will see. So yeah. You know, lots of interactive installations. We've been having art installations at just about every event for the past couple seasons, and that's been really cool. You know, even challenges for people to go and find public art around downtown. You're talking about people need to know what's, you know, around them and, and what their environment is. And, and a big part of doing those installations is to draw more attention to little nooks and crannies around the square. Sure. And that's been really fun. For people cool to get probably to, know to a do bit some geocaching or something like that yeah. around this area. I mean, with the lower ramble now and all, I mean, there's just a lot, Yeah, you know, even if they did just geocaching on the trail, right? All mm -hmm. the way from here to Mount Kessler and back. I mean, there's a lot that you can do. So maybe um, we could do it. I don't, I don't want to make more work for you. I'm just giving you some <laughs> examples. So, yeah. but no, you guys have really kind of laid it out there in terms of all that you're doing and I certainly want to encourage anyone listening to this, and I'm actually going to put both of you in touch with a friend of mine that's bringing a large group here to Northwest Arkansas, because I think they could benefit from your knowledge, the connections that you have, and just your resources, right? And I think anybody listening to this, whether you're local or elsewhere, you need to get in touch with Experience Fayetteville just for their resources mm -hmm. alone, and you can take advantage of those. And, and everything is so well put together. So I really want to encourage you listening, you all of you that are listening to this, to reach out to Experience Fayetteville, maybe get on their mailing list, maybe follow them on Instagram. We'll put all of those links on the show notes so that you can kind of stay in touch with all that they're doing. And we will be sure as we move forward, because now that they're a new friend of ours and 
well, they've always been a friend of ours, but now me, you know, once you're on the podcast, you're like a, you're, you're family. So, <laughs> you, know, th- you know, we will make sure to highlight all of the stuff that they're doing and make sure that you're aware of it, because I think there is always power in numbers, especially in it, when it comes to participating in the in the events that are taking place here. It does a lot for our community from an economic standpoint, but it also does a lot from an emotional standpoint and from an encouragement standpoint. And I mean, we can go much further together than we can apart. And so what Experience Fayetteville is doing in our community right here in Northwest Arkansas, specifically in Fayetteville and beyond, is paying off in dividends. And and it's one of the reasons why this is one of the best places to live in the country, not just Arkansas, but the country. So I would encourage anybody listening to this, if you're seriously thinking about moving to Northwest Arkansas, you need to check in with these guys. You need to just listen to some more of these episodes and gain some additional insight on to, on why this is one of the best kept secrets around. And I think you will benefit from it. But Chloe Bell, Sarah King, thank you guys for joining us on the podcast today. And any parting words that you'd like to share before we close out? Man, thank you so much for having us. I'm so glad. I'd like to thank all the locals who are listening. <laughs> if there's a group that you're part of, whether it's a unicyclist, mountain biking <laughs> unicyclist group, or whether it's a, a professional group, and if you have any kind of meeting, let's think about how we can host that meeting Absolutely. in Fayetteville. So come to us and also come to us for outings for your families, for your kids, nightlife. We have so much to offer. So Yeah. And their swag is on another level. So I'm just going to tell you again, walk into their location at the corner of Mountain and Block and you'll see for yourself what I'm talking about. They've got amazing swag. I appreciate they even brought me a, a bag of goodies. So I'm excited to partake of that. But they have some amazing swag and I love their experience Fayetteville logo. Plus, it's also my favorite color, orange. Awesome. So, which is really a good thing too. But no, definitely check them out and visit Experience Fayetteville and gain more insight into all the amazing things that are happening right here in Northwest Arkansas and specifically in Fayetteville or Fayette Chill, as we say, right? <laughs> Thank you guys so much. I appreciate it. Thank you. Thank you. Absolutely. Absolutely. Well, there you have it, folks. That's another episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. To learn more about us or to read or download the show notes from today's episode, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. You can listen to this podcast and sign up for our free newsletter to keep up with us and all things NWA. Sign up today. You can also subscribe to the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast wherever you listen to it. And please consider rating and reviewing us on Apple Podcasts. Remember, our podcast comes out every Monday, rain or shine. I'm your host, Randy Wilburn, and we'll see you back here next week for another new episode of the I Am Northwest Arkansas podcast. Peace. We hope you enjoyed this episode of I Am Northwest Arkansas. Check us out each and every week, available anywhere that great podcasts can be found. For show notes or more information on becoming a guest, visit IamNorthwestArkansas.com. We'll see you next week on I Am Northwest Arkansas.